So welcome to In The Loop. I am very excited to have Christine Marty Kotecki from ICOS, uh, Head of People Development with us. Uh, Christine and I met here in Pittsburgh uh, through the Pitt Agile Meetup Group. And in fact, I think you actually took a class with uh, a guy I'm married to. Yeah. Uh, but Christine, welcome to In The Loop. Awesome. Excited to be here. Excited That's to be awesome. Here. Yeah, so glad to have you. Um, and so, Christine, maybe the, the thing that is always interesting for me to hear and our listeners is, how did you find your way not only into our world of HR and people development, also what drew you to the Agile mindsets and, and Scrum, and, and how, did you, uh, how did you find your way into this world, so to speak? Oh, wow. It's been a, it's been a windy road. <laughs> <laughs> uh, in a good way, in a good way. I've always been uh, an individual who likes new experiences uh, and has always had pretty eclectic experiences within within my life and in my passions. And I think a lot of those things have really led me into my role where I sit now uh, within the company of Icos. But in a lot of ways, I actually was attracted to agile and the startup culture really more so than I was necessarily attracted to human resources or people development. It was more of this idea, this mindset of how we can work, how we can be more productive. And I kept seeing that revisited in each stage of my life. Uh, in college, I, uh, I studied, I majored in both accounting and dance. Uh, and so brought dance concepts and kind of those collaborative, creative ways of working that we really use in the arts and in dance into some of my group projects within my accounting classes. After that, I went and actually lived out in Brooklyn, New York and taught in out of school time with, with students and uh, worked for in finance for a nonprofit called City Year where collaboration, these unique ways of working, we used post-it notes, we talked about values a lot at the company and in out of school time programs. Uh, we, you know, thought of new ways to kind of break down barriers across the COO or the executive director of the company and, you know, our core members because the organization was city year that I worked with there. Mm -hmm. So um, it's, it's really interesting. And then I, I moved, when I moved back to Pittsburgh, I'm originally from Pittsburgh. I participated in a, a fellowship program that again was all about collaboration and the core of fellowship, and it was how do we work more efficiently together? How do we work effectively together? And simultaneously, I was kind of personally breaking down this understanding of myself of can I be, be a business leader without being an asshole? Yeah. <laughs> which is like, <laughs> which, it, which was something that I was really wrestling with of like, okay, to be a leader in business, which is what I really feel like I'm driving for next steps, do I have to figure out how to, and it just went everything against all of the skills and things that I had built up before about collaboration and we can all work together and, you know, a variety of different things. And I think uncovering in my, in my next roles, I worked in city government for a little bit. And, uh, and did my master's program at CMU, which is where I got to, you know, meet, meet the person that you're married to, your husband. <laughs> and, yeah. That John Davis, he's always yeah. around. <laughs> For the first time in some of those classes uh, and simultaneously in the work I was doing then, it really clicked that there are incredible, inspiring people um, that are leaders and that are doing leadership differently. That yeah. are really, yeah, 
Yeah. yeah. So and listening to you say that too, you know, it's interesting too, because I, I, I grew up different. You know, what I love first off is everyone's path isn't straight and how we get to where we are. Um, you know, it's not a straight path, but yet, you know, even you saying about bringing in the, the dance and collaboration and creativity into accounting, my head was spinning a little bit and I'm thinking, I wonder how that went. So I want to hear that story separately another day. But it's, it's this idea of, 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 can I be myself? Can I um, uh, authentically show up in the work I get to do and be myself without having to fit a model that is either real or perceived? And, and I can remember as I got into the business world growing up very you know, rural Western Pennsylvania myself, um, I, I didn't know what business was or what business leadership was. And so I, I was just kind of modeling and watching people around me. And, and fortunately, in formative days, I was with a, a group of people who very much cared about values and people. Um, and then I got into some uh, places where title and status meant more. And I thought, okay, well, maybe that's the evolution of, of companies and, and maybe as companies get bigger, that's how it is. So I, I went along with it. And, and to your point, when I started to learn about um, the agile mindsets and Scrum as a framework and these things, it started to give me hope that one, gosh, I, that's how I like to work. That sounds better. How do we get to do more of that? And, and some, some people still to this day, and we see this, aren't comfortable with it because it does require more leadership not management. And I think what you were hitting on is, is I don't know that anyone loves managing people, right? I think people like managing work and managing a process that feels good. I like that. I like to collaborate with people, right? I don't want to manage people. And so what you just said really resonates because I think some of us get into this work and we're like, yeah, I, I'm not sure it's going to work for me. And, and what you just said is that these ways of working kind of connected you back to, oh, there are people who actually want to collaborate with people, not just manage them. Exactly. And it, and I think just to your point in unlocking this and finding a bit of a, more of a community around this, it's like, I've just in the past couple of months since we did the, the agile people training, even and revisiting that entire group, just a passion and re-excitement for my ability to stay in this work, to kind of push forward this mindset of, we can work differently. And it's actually, it's kind of interesting. Um, one, a, a panel that I was just at last week, uh, again, it was more based within the diversity and justice spectrum, uh, given that it, February Black History Month and attending mm -hmm. something associated with that. Uh, but it was talking about this idea that to really create those spaces, um, we need to be able to give up power and resources and I think that that's so much what agile connects to like people letting go of some power and giving it to others wow. um, yeah which is which is really cool and thinking of just how I'd love the entire world to be so well and think about it someone did that for us you know I I'm in my 40s now and I'm thinking you know somewhere along the journey folks gave up power and it's about in service to what it wasn't um, to disempower themselves. It was actually to quite frankly, now that I look back with some maturity and I said, well, they delegated things to me so they could get on to do other other stuff. Um, and along the way, I actually was growing too. Um, and maybe what, what, what is interesting, maybe let's take a left turn here a little bit. Um, one thing that our listeners don't know about you yet is you are also a one person, uh, people development department, which I'm not even sure we can call it a department. It's just, you're doing it. You're one person. And, and, 
what I uh, have enjoyed collaborating with you on and talking about is how these ways of working are is being helpful to you being the one person responsible in a growing company. It's not like you're a company of 10 people. Um, so maybe could you share a little bit about how you've um, brought what you've learned forward about agile mindsets and also the scrum framework and knowing that at least on the technology side of your company, they are already working these ways and, and maybe share with our listeners some of the things that you've done and that have worked and maybe that maybe haven't worked. Absolutely. Lots and lots of examples. So I think fair disclaimer, I mean, you've heard my background and whiny journey or winding journey uh, to, to this field. Uh, so it's really important for me to know, I mean, and to share that, I am new to this. I am not in any way an expert. Uh, I can share my experiences, but uh, just want to share that disclaimer. I've only actually been in this line of work for 16 months now. <laughs> so there is that. Uh, but I think that honestly, the Agile framework has been the, the processes and practices that have enabled me to continue in this, even though I've been new to it. Mm -hmm. uh, so at Icos, I was their first person that they brought on in this role. I got the opportunity to really define it in a number of ways, which was why really positioning it as people development, understanding that there can be a you know, stigma to the human resources role. Uh, and whenever I came on board, the company was at about 40. We are now at 70, uh, about a year later. So really in that stage of startup growth and only three years old, so really like messy, clunky <laughs> startup like where you're going from, you know, sitting around one lunch table to, you know, people really working more specialized than they ever have before. Uh, and so it was a really interesting time to, you know, come into the company and especially come in with really more experience with an agile than necessarily HR and trying to understand, okay, what does people develop mean to me? What does it mean to ICOS? What's this going to look like across the company? And uh, the only way that I have been able to survive <laughs> is because I had the buy-in of other people to, you know, help me do this work. I think it's said so many times that, and I think when, the, when we talk about I mean, diversity and inclusion, when we talk about any of these principles of people, of people development or of building the culture of a company, one person cannot do that. You've got to build those authentic relationships, make sure that you're hiring in with values, make sure that you're, you know, thinking about all of those things. Um, and it's got to be something that everyone across the company really buys into and is really bolted on uh, not bolted on but built in rather not yeah. on but built in yeah and and it's interesting to listen to you um one thanks for sticking it out and staying with it um because you're very good at it and i'm not only saying that because i i know you um i think often the the reason people end up in our profession is um and and many will tell the story like i don't even know how i got into hr but i'm here and most of us stay associated or around it because of our true care for people. Um, and, and it can be very frustrating. Like you said, there are days that are, that are challenging. Um, and yet if the, if your intentions are to help create an environment where people feel like they can come and bring their best selves to work, that it's easy for them to choose to spend their time with you. 
Um, and that inevitably, and you and I have talked about this, um, when they leave, um, ultimately, because people will leave, and that's not always the worst thing, that they'll speak well of the experience and that they'll send other good people your way. Um, and, and for people listening that maybe are in an HR organization that is huge, um, a lot of what you said is, is the same for a 300 person HR organization that's serving a multi thousand person company in that one person can't just be responsible. Same as one department mm -hmm. can't be responsible because that's where I think companies become fragile in that they say, well, that's a, you know, that's a, that's an HR thing or that's an IT thing, right? Cause IT, I, I have a new client and they say, you know, IT feels like they're the ones that people are just throwing things over the wall at. And it's like, well, wait, it's a, it's an us thing, right? And, and how do we work together collaboratively and break down these silos so that people don't feel separate from their company and they actually feel part of something. And, and so I, I guess I'm giving you that feedback too, to say, even though it's a, you're in a small company and, and some people might say, oh, that's easy because there's only 70 people. Well, it's just as easy at 70,000 if your heart's in the right place and the leadership is there to help guide that along. Yeah, it's, it, it's really, I feel very, you know, thankful that in just coming into this role too within this company that the, the leaders and co-founders of our company uh, have really been thoughtful about people and caring about people from the get-go. So that's definitely made my opportunity to come into the company. They've given me a lot of respect they allowed me to, you know, run in my first couple of months with like having a full company retreat, having um, an entire three month, you know, where I met with every single person across the company and then had small group conversations to identify what are our values for the team that is here right now, um, utilizing a variety of different agile activities in order to do that. Mm -hmm. um, setting a mission and vision so that uh, as of Thanksgiving last year, given that we are a technology and service company, it was like, we need everyone to be able to go home to the Thanksgiving table because uh, we're a U.S.-based company and say, you know, this is what I do and this is why I'm proud of it. Yeah. Um, and I feel really fortunate because that was, you know, as we're just trying to see if we're going to make it as a company, I mean... <laughs> They also allowed that time for, you know, me to be here and also to invest time from the, the staff of the company to be a part of those conversations to say, okay, this does matter. This does matter to, to the way that we build. And they've been really key guiding principles, you know, as we built out an additional, you know, new handbook or as we've, you know, we're, we're going to, today we have an all hands meeting. We're going to be talking about, you know, the Fair Housing Act because we're in real estate and, you know, utilizing the values at every step of the way to just tie in. This is why we're doing this. This mm -hmm. is why, you know, when we interview people, these are the things we care about. Does that matter to you? Um, and, and so I, I, I got to appreciate the fact that if I just came in and I was the only person that believed in this, then I wouldn't be here anymore and none of it would have worked. But because it was the buy-in of leadership and then the buy-in of so many people across the company to say, okay, this resonates with me. Okay, maybe sometimes I make fun of Christine because she's always talking about the values. That's okay. But, you know, I, I, I like these. I like, I can get behind this. You know, whenever I'm having a disagreement with someone on my team, I can circle back to that and use that as like a marker to say, this is why I'm having that conversation. Um, and I think those are those small, I, I found that so much of this work uh, is 
those like small interactions and relationship buildings, kind of having this big idea of like in a year, I'd love to see this, but there are so many micro instances that have to happen in order to get there. And it's really of just meeting people where they're at, building those relationships, understanding what kind of coaching they need. And yeah, when I try to like map out my day sometimes and I'm like, what did I do today? <laughs> it's like, <laughs> oh, well, okay. But then, you know, months down the road, you're like, wow, okay. And people are, know what our values are as a company. Okay. We're yeah. our compensation model to, you know, move into a more tra transparent system. People have gotten there. Whereas a year ago, some of the things that I threw out on the table were really wacky ideas. <laughs> wacky works. Well, and what you just, I mean, I'm sitting here smiling and, and you've hit on some big things that were part of the original Agile manifesto, right? So from, from a, just from a purely, you know, if, if folks don't know anything else, you look at that manifesto when it was written and it talks about right at the beginning, the very first thing is, is individuals and interactions over processes and tools. Meaning, right, we value collectively those of us who care about being more agile individuals and interactions over processes and tools. Now, that doesn't mean some people will say, well, do you value processes and tools? Absolutely, but not forsaking individuals and interactions, right? And, and what you just described about spending time with people and interacting with them and coaching and helping create the environment, that's where, you know, you're actually being agile right and and i think sometimes when when folks start to hear about agile or scrum they really think of it just in terms of the process quite frankly um or it's a fad or it's a destination to arrive at and 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 your examples i hope our listeners can pick up the the idea of you know one you know we're not going to stick to a plan necessarily but we have somewhere we're trying to get to how we're going to get there is going to be because we're going to experiment we're going to make things transparent and we're going to involve a lot of people in helping us figure it out. And I think in our profession, particularly in HR and people development, we can get a little caught up in this idea that we have to have the plan exactly right. And we're the ones that are responsible for its success or failure. And, and what you just described resonates so strongly with me because what happens when you get more people involved? And you, you said it yourself. I don't have all the answers in HR, but I know where I can get help from your outsourced partners that are working with you. And you're making your team bigger and stronger because you can recognize as a leader that it's not about me having all the answers. It's about me helping guide and captain the ship a little bit to make sure that we do it right. And I would, I would also say what's interesting about your journey so far is being in an entrepreneurial company, a startup company, often when they say, well, we don't need HR yet, meaning we're not big enough yet. None of those laws apply to us yet. I would say, let me give the ICOS uh, team credit to recognize that while that might be true, an investment in your culture and setting a good foundation for growth is, is possibly, right, there's no guarantees, but possibly what lets you continue to grow and thrive. So many entrepreneurs look at it and say, I don't need that HR stuff yet, right? And then what usually happens is they become a 200-person company and $50 million in revenue, and they realize, oh, oops. We didn't invest yet. And it becomes really challenging to, to, to get that righted. So, so Christine, maybe what's, um, just maybe we could talk for days, right? And we already have, <laughs> um, maybe what are a few things you would give to our listeners as, as, you know, hope and maybe some very practical advice to get started or to, to help them on their journey? 
Yeah, one thing that you hit on in those last remarks is kind of one of my big takeaways I definitely want to share. In being new to this field, uh, I th speaking about HR specifically, I think in coming in, it was always that back and forth of who is everyone expecting to meet me to be? How much are they expecting me to drive this forward? And that kind of butting up against the agile mindset it, it was, it created tension throughout this year at times. And it was like, well, I don't want people to think that I don't know how to do my job. <laughs> I, I think it goes back to that power situation. Cause I was like, well, I don't want people to think I don't know. And I don't, you know, if I'm asking for help, then maybe that means I can't do enough to do this. Uh, and I, I, that's been a deconstruction and working with a lot of fantastic mentors to help me break that down of that, you know, leadership is in collaboration um, but yeah but knowing that that might be if you're new to this field if you feel like you have something to prove that that might be an internal battle that you kind of have to go through to figure out you know how can I be confident in myself and still allow myself to give away some of my power and to invite others in and to be you know vulnerable in situations and know that there's leadership in that. Mm. Um, so that's a really big takeaway I have um, from this past year and also in having as many conversations with as many people across the company as possible um, and even outside of the company you know I know that we are all busy with life and um, and you know I'm in a place where I don't have you know children so I'm not you know wrestling with that right now. So I also know I'm talking from a place of a certain amount of time that I have on my hands. Um, but yeah, diving into what's going on in your communities, diving into, you know, showing up to the team events. If your, you know, company has a soccer game showing up sometimes, even if you don't like to play soccer. <laughs> Definitely. I think that sometimes in HR, they're like, well, you can't go to the happy hour, show up for one drink. And then, you know, mm -hmm. But making sure that you're building those relationships so that when you throw out this idea, people have a trust in you that we're like, okay, let's try it. And then other people can start trying things too because they've seen you try things and you failed sometimes. And so they can try and maybe yeah. they well too, but that's okay. So I love that. I yeah. love that. Results, yeah. results move at the speed of relationships, right? And 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 making it okay to fail and like you said crazy ideas, be goofy, but lead the way. And I, I always believe, and let's end on this note, that the power of our, our work that we get to do, coupled with um, the frameworks that folks have created for us, um, um, Scrum and, and otherwise, is really about, uh, what did someone say? And I, I won't attribute it to the right person, but like future-proofing our workplaces in that we if we can continue to evolve and change and create environments where people come in, do good, feel part of something, that resonates back out into our communities, into our families, and into the world. And, and while this isn't the magic wand, I think the more voices like yours are out in the world doing good with and for others, um, you're pioneering as a new person in our profession. Um, it gives hope to say we can do this and we, are, um, I think a lot of people look to us in our HR profession to lead the way. Um, and, and if we can start to embrace these new ways of working and actually try it out for ourselves, especially in companies where maybe none of this agile uh, thought process or the frameworks have shown up yet, lead the way. 
And, and I think that I thank you for being a pioneer here in our wonderful city of Pittsburgh. And I hope that anyone listening around the globe, um, you know, Christine is another person who is, who's doing good. And I think our profession thanks you for joining us um, and for inviting everybody else at ICOS to be a part of it too. So Christine, I, I just appreciate your time this morning and uh, hopefully we'll talk again really soon. Absolutely. Sounds great. And I am definitely reach out to me on LinkedIn. I'm happy to talk more. Again, I'm super new to this. I know there's probably people listening that have tons of experience and are doing amazing things. So I'd love to learn and uh, hear more about all of those things too. That's Thank awesome. you, Beth, for all the support you've given me. Uh, you've made me, you've given me the opportunity to survive in this field also. <laughs> oh, gosh, thanks. My joy. It's my joy, Christine. All right. Thanks so much. Talk to you again soon.